Hello and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. Thank you for stopping by today. Thank you for coming along this journey with me and thinking about God's Word today. I'm just so thankful for each of you. I wish I knew who all of you were. I wish we could visit in person, but the Lord doesn't have it that way right now. And so I just thank you for continuing to come along with me here. And welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. There's no accident that you're here today, friend. And so I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful that you've found this in whatever way that you're listening, whether it's on a one of the major podcast directories or you're listening online or you've found this on YouTube, however you found this, I'm glad you're here. Please consider continuing to share this podcast with friends, family, neighbors, just anyone who you think may want to join us in this journey. Please know that I pray for you day after day that the Lord would draw you closer to Him, that He would uh, give you more of a desire to know Him and His Word, and that you will be diligent in that. It takes diligence. It takes determination. It takes intention to um, be in God's Word and to think about Him and to make it a point to do that. But, oh, friends, it's it makes such a difference in our day-to-day lives if we will do that. If we can keep our mind and our heart stayed on Him, um, it helps so much. And we need this. It's difficult traveling this road that we travel. And so the Lord has made a way uh, to help us and to guide us and direct us uh, But we must humble ourselves. We must not continue in our foolish pride thinking that we've got it all under control and that we don't need his help. We do. We are helpless. (laughs) And so I'm so glad, so glad that you're here. Well, our verse for the day for January the 22nd, 2023 comes from the letter of Jude. Jude chapter one. Well, actually, there's only one chapter, so I probably should just say Jude uh, verse 22, <laughs> um, but it's Jude 1:22, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. And have mercy on those who doubt. Oh, friends, I'm excited for us to park here to see what we can learn, to see what was going on in this letter that Jude wrote. And, you know, if you've been on this journey with me for very long, that I think it's wise for us to think about the author and uh, what was going on with him, if that we can determine that, who he may have been writing to, what the purpose of his book or letter is, and this will help us to better understand it. And friends, um, All of God's Word is relevant. It is all um, necessary. We read that man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every bit of God's Word is useful. We read that... um, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, correction, reproof, and training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So wherever it is in the scripture, don't let anyone tell you that it can be discounted or or that we shouldn't pay attention to it. Um, It's all necessary, but we need to get the appropriate context. And so that's why it's good to get this background. Well, we know that Jude wrote it because the letter opens up in this way it says Jude a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James to those who are called beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ may mercy peace and love be multiplied to you 
Now, the very interesting thing is, is Jude tells us that he's the brother of James. What he doesn't tell us here, in, um, and it seems evident based on historical records, is that he was the half-brother of Jesus, just as J- James was the half-brother of Jesus. And... um he would have known about Jesus. He would have seen him growing up. He, as as Jude growed up, um, he uh, came to believe that Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah after the fact. We read, though, that at the very beginning that not even his brothers believed. And I want to show you that. Um, let me see. Where is that? I believe in Mark uh, 6, 3. There were those questioning who Jesus was after he'd started his ministry and started uh, doing miracles. And uh, one of these people said in, or the people would say in Mark 6, 3, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And they also tell about his sisters are not his sisters here with us. And then we read that, I believe it's over in John chapter 7, verse 5. The gospel writer John records, For not even his brothers believed in him, but later they did. Later they came to know who he was, and they believed, and they turned to him. And I am so thankful. Um, we read in Acts when the... Um, when Peter and the others uh, decided that it was the right thing to choose another apostle to take the place of Judas Iscariot. Um, Listen to this. After they had listed the apostles and um, they had chosen the one to replace, they chose Matthias to replace Judas. It says in Acts 1.14, all these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. So we see that his brothers did turn and believe. And we also see that um, when the Apostle Paul talks about the resurrection and and what was handed to him uh, about the gospel that Jesus appeared to the brothers. And so I'm so thankful, so thankful that we see that. And Jude and, and his brother James talk very straightforward. They don't mince words. And this little book of Jude, I think, is often overlooked. It's overshadowed at times by Revelation because it's right before the book of Revelation. It's the last of the eight general letters that we have here, and it's thought that it was written sometime before uh, Jerusalem was destroyed in AD 70. Um, But Jude tells us that he was going to write about one thing, but he was compelled to write about another. And I want you to hear this because this gives us the theme and the purpose for his writing this letter. He says in verse 3, Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. So, do you see, he had a purpose. He was going to write to encourage about this common salvation that they had, and it seems that he he's writing to other believers um, we don't know which group of believers he doesn't tell us, but um, he it was 
the beloved and he wanted to write to them about the common salvation but he had another purpose that was impressed upon him and that was to encourage them to contend for the faith you'll recall in peter's letters and we've touched on those a couple of times already this month that peter encouraged about uh, encouraged those believers who were suffering um but he was also in um warning them about false teachers well jude is doing the same and he's warning about false teachers and also those who have said they are believers uh, but they've they've turned away from the faith they're apostates they've walked away they've backed up they're not believing what is true and they're preaching that and uh, so jude was telling them to be very careful about this and to contend, to stand firm, uh, to fight for that faith. And we see in Jude's letter, he describes how these apostates are. And here's a couple of examples. Uh, They pervert the grace of our God and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes through and reminds them about things going that had happened through history and uh, tells them how they just still have to be very careful about this. And here's another way that he describes them. In verse 12, he says, These are hidden reefs at your love feast, as they feast with you without fear. Shepherds feeding themselves, waterless clouds swept along by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea casting up the foam of their own shame, wandering stars for whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever. And so he's he's given very clear indication and he's saying, be careful, contend for the faith because these people have crept in. They're among you. Watch out. And then um, I'm going to hop over to verse 17 leading up to our verse for the day. And you hear this exhortation, this encouragement from Jude. And he says in verse 17, But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers and that following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the spirit. There is just another wonderful example, uh, a very clear cut example of what false teachers and apostates will look like. Um, They creep in and cause divisions. They're worldly. They're following the things of the world and they're devoid of the spirit. In other words, God's Holy Spirit is not in them. And if you are walking in the spirit, if you are spending time with him and in his word, um, you will be able to tell that. You will be able to discern it. You will be able to tell that what they're teaching is wrong. And then in verse 20, he says, but you, beloved, building yourself up in your in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And before I get to our verse for the day, he's reminding them, listen, he's saying, this is what you watch out for. But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. So 
the way we build ourselves up in the faith is that we um, keep our eyes focused on him. We are in his word. We are being led by the spirit. We're staying in constant communication with him through prayer. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads eternal to eternal life. So looking forward to what he's done. And then here's our verse. Um, So he's telling them what to do, what to watch for, but also how to interact with these who don't believe and with the false teachers. He says, and have mercy on those who doubt. That's our verse for the day. I'm going to read a couple the next verse as well. Save others by snatching them out of the fire to others. Show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by flesh. So it seems in our verse for the day, have mercy on those who doubt. There is going to be doubt until people uh, finally will um, just uh, completely surrender and say, yes, I believe. Sometimes they will go with what the world has told them, and so that causes doubt. Sometimes they rely too much on their own understanding, and we know that that's not the right way because the wisdom of the world is but foolishness to God. God's ways are much higher than our ways. His thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. And so if you try to rationalize what Jesus has done for us and what God has done through us, for us through Jesus, you can't make it make sense with your um finite mind. Uh, We just can't do that because we take into context and uh, into consideration just the things that we can see, but we don't see all the things that are going on in the heavenlies, and we haven't been able to see the whole picture like God has. And so there are going to be those who have a hard time walking by faith and not by sight and who are doubting. And so Jude is saying, have mercy on those. Have mercy on those who doubt. Have mercy on those who are doubting because of what false teachers have told them. Have mercy on those who are struggling with this. And then he goes on to a next category of people. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. So those that are walking the wrong way, sometimes you have to be a more firm. And you try to get them to pull back. You're more firm. You you speak strongly to them. And... Um, and he's reminded them being very careful because sometimes when we walk close to the fire, you're going to get burned a little bit. Make sure you don't go their way. Make sure you don't, um, in trying to help, that you aren't sucked in. And that's what he was referring to where he said to others, show mercy with fear. So be careful. Um, he says, uh, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. So uh, be very careful about those that you get close to in trying to help them that are actively sinning, um, because sometimes you'll get sucked into that. And so we see, though, a common theme here about having mercy. And uh, we do that because Jesus had mercy on us. God had mercy on us. He was so gracious and loving and merciful uh, to give us a chance to even come to him. You know, uh, that's why Jesus came. It's because we are sinners. That's why there was the need of a Savior. And sinners uh, cannot be in the presence of a holy God. But God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to pay the price 
that we owed for our sins against him. And Jesus paid that price. He was crucified. He was tortured. He died on that cross. He was placed in a tomb. But after that third day, he rose again in full bodily form. He defeated death and hell and sin in the grave. And he was seen by many. Then he ascended back to heaven where he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's coming back. And we don't know which day. We know it's soon um, in uh, in light of eternity. And so uh, it is our duty as believers to shine that light and to have mercy and to not judge about others' um, salvation. Now, we can tell about their fruit. You can tell if it's good fruit or bad fruit. And even Jesus, who said, judge not lest you Uh, be judged also says judge with right judgment so we can tell about the fruit and so we can still um, because we love people show them mercy and tell them about um, the love and the goodness and the grace of God and we can show them that by how we walk but there are going to be those who are just going to be adamant um, to reject and or who are going to be um, outspoken enemies of the cross of Christ. We can still have mercy on them uh, by praying for them and asking the Lord to have mercy on them. But ultimately, he decides it's his mercy. But because of what he's done in our lives, we can show mercy to those who doubt. Um, we can still share uh God's grace and his goodness and his love. And there'll be those who will hate you for that. There'll be those who will reject it. But then there'll be those that at times will look back over time and say the only way they could have done that was because of God's love in them. And so may we do that. May we ask the Lord to show us how to be more merciful, how to be more loving, how to be gracious um, and how to shine his light so that um, more people can know him and can have that right relationship with him so that they can experience eternal life and not um, this eternal separation from him. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.